Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready! Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports. I'm Dakota. And it's your boy, Tyler. Boy, that intro did rejuice me up. That was a good job. Rejuiced you up from what? What do you mean? From the well, adrenaline de- dump that you had when Correct. you thought you deleted yes. all your fucking notes? I have a lot of notes for today's episode, and we and Dakota were talking right before this. I accidentally pressed a button real quick. It went blank. Lost everything. Devastation. Uh, misery. And then Dakota was just dying just stomping oh, on the back of my head as I was drowning. It, we, we've talked about multiple times, hit and record before we hit the intro, just because the shit that comes out right before this <laughs> is absurd. It's fucking comical. And we may do it and cut yeah. together a, a blooper reel or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking funny. It was fantastic. But I clicked back. I realized there is a create in the bottom right of your note. I realized <laughs> I hit that, made a new one, went back. There it was. Okay. <laughs> you fucking face. I am back. <laughs> your face. You didn't say shit. You just looked up. <laughs> I was like somebody kicked your fucking dog. I was fucking devastated. Oh, God damn it. That's funny. It's hump day, people. It's yeah. Thursday now that you're hearing this. It's, it's Thursday. Been a long so. week. It's been a fucking terrible week. It has been a very long week. We got a lot to talk about, though. It's Wednesday the 15th. Y'all are going to hear this on the 16th. The morning of the 16th. This baby drops. So, uh, what we got? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the story I read. That's I read not that. the one that I read. Oh, that's the one that I read. Uh-uh. I thought that was the one you were talking no. about. No. Oh, you should read that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I see this little We're getting here. all kinds of fucking it's breaking news about Urban Meyer. Place. We got so much. We got, <laughs> turns out Dakota's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much to fucking talk about. Thank y'all for listening to us today. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the shit out of y'all. Subscribe to you boys, as we always tell you. Please head to our YouTube because we're about to be streaming very soon. Video with, and for the first time in a little bit, we have guests lined up. Oh, absolutely! Matter of fact, we got a good one tomorrow for him. Who we got? Oh yeah, we got a uh, certain wide receiver recruit, possibly led the nation in yards. Potentially just went off in the fucking state championship game. Possibly from Fayetteville, playing for Fayetteville. Could be, but you know, we don't, we don't give it away. I think we do want to give it away, boys. We need to let them know because it's going to drop Thursday morning, so they're going to know that evening we're going to have something. Isaiah. Yes. Satania. Correct. On the show. Yes. So, you're hearing this Thursday morning? Pretty sure that's how you say his last name. Apologies if, if we messed that up. I'll figure it out for we sure are, by tomorrow. We got Arkansas education, all right? <laughs> Bear with us. That's what he'll get it. Yeah. So, if you're hearing this Thursday morning, just know, later this evening, get on our fucking YouTube, because our little discussion with Isaiah is going to be on the tube mm. tomorrow. So, stay tuned for that one. And then we got another another good one next week for y'all, but... We'll wait till it gets closer to let you know about that one. That one's going to be a cool little lineup. It's going to be a fun one. I think that one's going to be fun. I could tell by the way this dude was messaging us, he is just fucking he, like yeah, us. Yeah, he gets it. He absolutely fucking gets it. As soon as he said, I always say fuck and all this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, my wife don't like it when I... I now, we're clearly not talking about Isaiah anymore. No, no, This no, is no. a separate individual. Separate. Uh, as soon as he Dude, said... I do not want to give this one away. This is going to be cool, I think. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. He said... Uh, he said, I, don't, I say fuck and shit and all this, but my wife gets real mad whenever I say it to the kids. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, you know what? She, he, this dude is in. He's in. Yeah, he gets it. Y'all are going to be fucking pretty pumped up to hear that one. We're not sure if we're going to do, trying to line something up in person. Maybe try to line something up over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Maybe get him to phone in. Who knows? We're not sure yet. But 
We'll let y'all know when it gets closer. And pretty soon, starting when we start streaming on YouTube, we would like to start possibly taking some phone calls while we're recording. That so we'll is the goal. That we'll would be releasing. fantastic. We've got to figure out if we can have people call in, if we set up times to call people. But we then, have been around each other for so long that our takes have morphed into each like it, a yes. lot of the time we're on the same page so it would Dakota be purposely has to pick other things sometimes just so we're not going the yes. same way yeah i uh which is probably why he lost so many gentlemen I, <laughs> I do i have got myself into hot water and i pick i'm trying to get cute but we'll talk about that <laughs> you gotta spice it up well the problem is now i've done it to the point where i have to do that in order to catch up so I'm, oh and also to it's uh not to cut the cut off, I get so fucking excited with trying to thought. I know if I don't say it immediately, I will fucking forget. I have short-term memory. <laughs> it is fucked, ruined. If I don't say it as soon as I think it, it's fucking gone. I literally can sit there and think of myself watching the thought disappear. <laughs> it actually happens in my head. I'm fucked. But the National Letter of Intent Day, mm-hmm. we got to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Anybody who says, hey, Arkansas, y'all get my followers, I get fucked. <laughs> Just thoroughly get yourself fucked, sir. If you have no intention of signing. If you don't come here. If you come here, fuck yeah, we're going to get them followers a lot more. But if you fucking use us. And abuse us. We will. Call you guys mouth. Hold a heavy-hearted grudge. Be prepared. And the the fact that you know that half the people that followed you don't know how to unfollow you is bullshit. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is definitely the case. Yeah, we got to, we got to, we, so... We got a lot to talk about today with the NLI shit. We got a lot of a lot of change ups. We got some transfers. Yeah, Dakota didn't turn his audio off. Um, so you're a thunderstorm watch. That's good stuff. Well, last time so that turns into something problem. bad. But it is like 70 fucking degrees right it's, now. It's so. weird as fuck. Um, like pineapples. We got certain dudes transferring over. We got some people leaving Arkansas. We got a whole heap of talent coming this way. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about. Uh, Fuck else we got? The Cousin talking UFC in here. So UFC recap. fighting fans, stick around. The we have to talk lot. about Arkansas versus Oklahoma basketball. We do. We have to call ourselves out. This is going to be a longer episode today, fellas. We uh, we got a lot. We have. We're going to try not to because Dakota's got to get home. We to have dinner, some but. interesting. What is it? Interesting, mm. differing takes on announcers for the NFL. We, we we absolutely do. Yeah, we definitely have to talk about announcers because I'm fucking sick and tired of them. One simply realization that I had, and one is a. Is a, Lewis Riddick is the Kenny Smith of basketball uh, an analyst. It, it's that's a little tidbit for you there. <laughs> Lewis Riddick gets on my fucking nerves. He's just like Kenny the Jet Smith on the NBA, who just sits there and fucking says the stupid politically correct bullshit. We got A and M claims the top class after the first. Oh, dude, they killed here. it. Hmm. Two five star defensive linemen. Jesus Christ. Um, we got to give them flowers. We just have to. That's it. That's we got to recap our gentlemen's bets. Me and Dakota said moving forward, we're going to address our gentlemen's bets. Hold some feet to the fire. Make it some painful. It's going to be painful. We hate being wrong. We hate losing. We are very competitive motherfuckers. So just know we don't just throw gentlemen's bets out there and don't fucking feel the impact <laughs> when we're wrong. Because we know we're being judged severely by the other at that moment. Yeah. So we're going to call ourselves out on that. Um, we got to talk about a certain top four all-time NBA player who broke a record last night. Steph Curry, unfucking believable. We got to talk about that real quick. That'll be just a quick little segue between transitions mm-hmm. there. But we got to talk about a coach that shouldn't be Don't in know the NFL. You. Oh, yeah. The one you were just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Urban Myers, peace, fuck. So let's just get into it. Let's just fucking dive right in. Where are we going to start? Oh, you tell me. Let's Arkansas start. and Oklahoma. Yep. That's uh, the one. That's that's the pain. Just stick that knife in there further. <laughs> Lost by 20 fucking points. <clears throat> 
probably should have been more. And at some point, yeah, should have been more. At some point, mm. you have to score points. At some point, you need guards who can <laughs> score points and stop playing three bigs. Why is it that everybody shoots 80% against us? Because we're playing it's, three bigs and they can't get out to the perimeter. But even the even the contest, like I'm talking about strictly three pointers at this point, like because it happens every fucking time. Like playing three, even big, three conti- bigs and two guards, and then sometimes three guards. But, but it's, even it's, contested threes, they fucking go in. I don't understand it. There's some code of goddamn curse. Our defense is not very good. The, well, the initial the initial one that sparked the conversation on this this year was just terrible perimeter defense. Yes. But the, in the game immediately following that was much better, and they just kept going in. Well. This is what happens when we play a bunch of shit babies and we buy all the way in and just... Now, I will say... We're not as good as we thought, people. The only silver lining that I will say to this game is that last year we got our fucking cheeks clapped back-to-back weeks and it turned out all right. However, I'm concerned. I am very, very concerned concerned for this year. I just got to go ahead and say it. I got to say what nobody wants to say because everybody wants to be nice around here. Muslim's fucking up. I don't know why. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. What promises he made. If he's trying to make it appeal to transfers that you will play no matter what. I don't know what he's doing. But it's fucking up the talent that you that we recruited here that's hometown that's really good. Like K.K. Robinson. He has fallen completely down to the end of the bench. He's the last man who gets no minutes at all. And when and he's he comes a guard in, who can he score. almost consistently makes a three. Mm-hmm. Last time he came in and immediately made a three. Yeah, one minute, three points. Guess how many minutes he played in that game? Three minutes. Coming off the bench and immediately hitting a three. Underrated skill. Playing Chris Likes, who gets about six points a game and uh, does re- plays really bad defense. Well, I mean, it, it's I, I'm I just going to say it. I'm not what you expect from him. I like Chris Likes, but his minutes need to go down substantially. And Chris uh, K.K. Robinson's need to go up exponentially. The whole You tried this big rotation trying to have Multiple bigs, three three bigs on the floor. Sometimes I, I know they like to kick to to have likes and Note and uh, Devo in at the same time, which is fine. But there's only one shot, two shot creators. One's consistent in that lineup. You have to do a better fucking job. If you have to take likes out and play KK with Note and Devo, so fucking be it. Whatever you have to do to get guards who can score points and keep bigs in who are bigs that get rebounds if you just and put use KK as a spot up shooter. And you said this before the season started. I now am firmly on board with what you said. What's that? What did I say? We do not have somebody that they can kick it to, and you know that's money. We no. do not have one. Can't remember the last time we had one. Dusty Hannah's? Prob- uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That'd probably be the closest thing I could think to it. That but you an- just assume it's going in. Yeah, that's an issue. Like, I love Note, but he's very spotty, and that's fine as long as you have a different guard who can also make points. We don't. Now, the only thing I will say about the whole situation is we do we do rebound very well. This is not a slide at our because I love Tony. And when you have somebody like Note, who is a volume shooter, you have to be able to rebound. And they do do a good job of that. Do do a good job of that. <laughs> This is not a. This is not a. It's no tear, tear it down situation by any means. This is just we have seen our first real concern. Like you, it's very difficult to pick apart the games where you play a team you didn't know existed and you and you beat them like you should, or even if you beat them by fucking ten. Like it's very hard to like get into the weeds of what the problem is when you lose by twenty to the first big name, the real name you play, uh, and they're not ranked at the time. It's not great. 
Yeah, and they shot their season high for yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. If you can't score points and you give up a lot of points, you'll probably lose. You got big men that you leave open in the three, which normally, fine, except he keeps draining them, get in his fucking face. And I, I don't know. I know Musselman will adjust. He's not scared to adjust. He's not scared to start tinkering with minutes and changing lineups. I think that's what this wake-up call will do. We saw it last year in the tournament. Yeah, Musselman's not afraid to shift shit up, and I think now he realizes we need to find guards who can score. Get guards in the game. Guard heavy. It needs to go back to like old-school basketball like the 90s. It needs to go back to bigs, rebounding, and putbacks. Guards, score, and shoot. That's what it needs to be. And we got too many bigs that are we're trying to run post-offenses through. And our don't get me started on our half-court offense. It is atrocious. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. Nobody can get separation. There's no, if you watch our offense, there is no plays. There's no plays being ran. It's just rapid passes until somebody ends up open. Yep. And if that doesn't happen, we force a shot. Yep. It's a high pick and roll and then just hope that the person with the ball can out dribble the defender and get to the rim. It's fucking sad. The more passes you have, the better chance you have somebody squeak of, of ended up open. But when it doesn't happen and that's all you've done, you kind of fuck yourself. You force the last person to touch the ball to shoot it. And you also made no halftime adjustments. You didn't tinker with the lineup. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, we know Mus is smart. Mus knows what the fuck he's doing, and we, we're always going to fucking trust him no matter what. We're not, I'm not abandoning ship thinking we suck or anything, but I think we did maybe get a little too big for our britches. <laughs> is, it, is that fair to say? It's possible. Okay. Like, I, I kept having to bring myself back the other night watching this game to when we got our cheeks clapped. It was LSU and somebody else beat us bad back-to-back. Al- Alabama? I don't remember. LSU, I know, is one Got to make fun of them, too. And then we got fucking toasted. Well, yeah. They wanted to throw rocks at Arkansas. Alabama did. And lo and behold, they, they lose to a team that has lost four of their last five. Yeah. You're okay. going to get got. Yeah, you're going to get got. We found out, too. Yeah. Okay? It happens. Just learn from it. We know Must will. Must is not stupid. He's smart. He'll adjust. I don't know what's happening to KK, but it's criminal. Um, KK needs to be on the goddamn court. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Less big time. Less big minutes. More guard minutes. If likes ain't working and you're getting eight points from him and the plus is mi- plus and minus is near zero or minus, you need to switch something up. Now, he's going to have to find that happy medium because last year our problem was that we had no size, that we just got bullied. So you, I, you're going to have to find that happy medium. That's why he's the coach. Figured I'd do it. It's <laughs> all I got off to say that about that. I don't want to keep fucking talking about nope. the terrible shit. Shout out OU. Y'all played fantastic. You shot lights out. You clearly wanted it more than Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I could see it from the jump, the hustle, the heart. The effort, even when the coach busted his ass sprinting down the sideline and ate shit for OU, whoever their coach is, don't know his name, but he ate shit. I don't like him. Well, it's his face. I don't know what it is. That's all it is. But I got to give y'all a shout. Give you the flowers. You beat us. Took care of business. Not going to overreact. We will be fine, and we will finish much higher than OU, I promise. Muslim needs to get thrown out of that game sooner. At that point, that's all you can have. That's all you can do. Like I am a firm believer that sometimes you just need to get thrown out as a coach. He's also got to be the, the, the least intimidating individual to check charge, I, I to was, charge at you, right? Yeah, right. But I was Ronnie manhandled him. I was very surprised. <laughs> Shout out Ronnie Brewer at how like consistent he was. Like he didn't. It, normally, you rush at somebody, they pull you back, and it's like, oh, oh no, he wanted it, and you you motherfuck him under your breath all the way back to the locker room. He did. He kept going back for more. And then also, they showed the replay of why he was fired up. I don't know why he was fired up. I uh, think he just wanted to get the fuck out. That's what I'm telling you. I think, I think the strategy was Let me like, try to give him some fire. Exactly. And if that's the case, I'm all for it. Do it a little sooner when you're not down by fucking 15 with two minutes left. <laughs> yes. But, we, will, we will hold ourselves accountable. We will not just boast about the home crowd. We will hold ourselves accountable. Okay? You got to be able to raise your hand. Speaking of 
being able to raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I don't know what to do what I think you're about to do. You, no, no, no. I don't know. Did you have any more on on that? No. I didn't even put that down as a bullet. We just talked about All it, so right. I just freehanded it. So, speaking of raising your hand. Mm-hmm. Who you needs to raise their hand? Are you, are you ready to raise your hand? About? Brian Kelly. Being the wrong I guy. am. I am. I am. All the way <laughs> off my take of they made the right hire. LSU, you fucked up big time. <laughs> I I like I like I said, it just screamed panic hire. This cornball motherfucker <laughs> here standing on a fucking podium with a quarterback that I've never even heard of, with a camera spinning around him while he dances to Garth Brooks is the grossest <laughs> thing I've seen in a while. And this is coming from Arkansas basketball fans. With one of the cringiest. <laughs> when Musselman does his pictures and his vidges. They are cringy as hell. And, much like Musselman, if this works, it goes. But, it's fuck. And apparently this has been his thing. Like, he's done this. Oh, no. Like the videos, we just didn't know about the it. The video surfacing from Notre Dame that have been It's like, oh boy. Yeah, the one that I sent you where he yes. was. I don't know what that was. It was fucking terrible. That not being the reason that I think he is wrong hire. It doesn't help, but like you just can't come in and have that many people leave. Think about this. You how, can't have a 65-year-old try to pretend like he's 20. You just can't. It's going to look ridiculous. We saw the meeting, for those of you Arkansas fans, we saw the meeting when Chad Morris met the team, how fucking god-awful it was. We didn't have people immediately, I'm getting the fuck out of here with that guy. And when Brian Kelly comes into town, everybody's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, Chad There's Morris, no other explanation. Chad Morris still had top 25 recruiting classes. But like he his he came in and tried to play the fucking hard ass, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even be, like it wasn't believable. Like I understand that's we can see right through your bullshit, through your bullshit. <laughs> like I, you just can't convince me that that many people leave, that many people that go to a school, that a prestigious school, there's that a, consistently gets good recruits, and they don't want any part of you. As there, soon as on their first impression, they don't believe in you enough to even give you a fucking chance. There is a snowball's chance in hell that I'm a recruit on the fence on where I want to go and LSU is one of my teams, and I see that video and I go, oh, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. A snowball's chance in hell. Do you understand how little of a chance that is? Minimal. None. <laughs> if that pumps somebody up, and it's and it's disgusting too because the, the quarterback post was like, found my coach. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see when he gets we'll the We'll see transfer in the transfer portal. portal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of transfer portal, well, since we're on college football. And LSU. Transfer portal and LSU. We got a whole mess of fucking people in the transfer portal. We got a whole mess of... We got a four-star defensive end, though. There's like six SEC quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Now, Mm -hmm. most Mm -hmm. of them not starting, but... Two of them are. Yes, and, well, I mean, kind of. Calzada transferring from A&M. Even if that other person, the starter... You know what? I don't even remember the starter's name. Even if that starter had come back, they're not pulling Calzada. I mean, they would probably have the quarterback battle, whatever you want to call it. I think Calzada can win that. But I just don't understand where you're going. Especially with the recruiting class that AM just had. Like you're fucking set up. Maybe to Jacksonville State. I don't know. Oh well, we'll get into that. But him, I think I think Brad Johnson. Stick around if you want to hear our thoughts on the number one, some say number two recruit overall signing with an FCS school. <laughs> it's uh, fucking wild. Little sneak peek. You're gonna laugh. <laughs> So, transfers with the SEC. Spencer mm-hmm. Radler has transferred into the SEC. He has. And to the SC. To the team that Arkansas opens up the 
conference play against week two next year. I always, Boy, if you are scared of a fucking hostile environment, you have found yourself one, buddy. I don't understand why I feel this way, but I always love Arkansas, South Carolina. I think it's the Marshall and Lattimore days like that, but that game always excites me, and it shouldn't the way that it does. Yeah, it shouldn't. But I am excited for it. I'm much more excited for it now. Oh, for sure, because they also got Stoner, who is a monster. Mm-hmm. That tight end is a fucking monster. Yes. Huge with mitts. Now, I was really hoping he would transfer here. Now, the the amount of memes and pictures that I saw that was supposed to be Spencer Rattler when he realized that Lincoln Riley was not at that USC was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I did not I did not see those. I wish I had. Yeah. Well, I I don't understand. I mean, I guess the other schools in the SEC already had their quarterback situation figured out and you could just drop him into that one and he's a starter. Mm-hmm. But it again, it just it it befuddles me more why people are transferring that are currently on SEC teams. Like you're clearly at, the goal is to get in the SEC. I don't know. It doesn't Maybe make because, sense. I mean, it like, works. Where's Calzada going to go? Well, it works for LS. I don't know that one at all because I've heard the rumor is because they have clearly another five star quarterback, and he all of a sudden players don't want to compete anymore. Right. They just want to go play instantly. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, which in the age of social media, and your fucking tape getting out there to the masses. Yes. It makes a little more sense. It still looks. It still looks kind of soft. I will. I will bring up uh, Kyler Murray and tell you all how long he sat on a bench, even after transferring. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, not even after transferring. He was always a Texas A&M, and then after transferring, playing one year, mm-hmm. number one pick. Yeah. So I I just don't know why people are are afraid to compete anymore. That that is bullshit and sucks. But we. You know, to go against that, we did get LSU's four-star defensive end. Yes, we did. Boys, he looks scary. Yes, he does. Frightening. And Ridgeway is going to the Hall of Fame game, but he has not made a decision if he's going to declare or not. So, if we can get our shit together on the defensive line and put and four put another people. person there, we got Catalan coming back. We do. We do. We all saw the, I saw it about two minutes after it was uploaded. I just happened to jump on Twitter when I was sitting on the couch when I first got home. Video popped up. I instantly just wanted to fast forward towards the end, but I didn't. I wanted to watch it all the way through just to get the whole motion. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Oh, I shit myself. Because the whole. I jumped up. No one knew what was going on. Macy was clueless. And I was like, yeah. That's, I get that's the goal, but the whole video was definitely supposed to lead you to believe that he was gone. Correct. The way that he was phrasing everything, which also, whoever he got with to make that video. Was fucking awesome. Like yes. that was a quality video. It right was. Uh, so we got, we got Jalen Catalan back, bitches. We get our defensive line figured out. Possibly Bumper Pool. If Bumper Pool comes back, if Monterey Brown comes back, we, and then we can figure out how to use them. We'll be in good shape. Yes, correct. Now I I am concerned with our linebacking core only because I don't. I know am as well. Be there. We are going to be young at linebacker, so we'll see. I. That's why I feel like. Bumper comes back. I think with Catalan coming back, he does too. You're out of the Grant Morgan shadow, and that's not a shot at him. That's just like Grant I, Morgan got national recognition, so you, it, it's going to be impossible to play the same position as him or a similar, the same position group as him and get the shine. Like you have the, everybody acknowledges the amount of tackles that he has. Right. But if you're the guy, you're the captain of the defense, you and Catalan, you're, you got, you're controlled the, the front seven, your stock can only go up. Yes. Because as of right now, I don't know if he... I would. haven't seen his name in the first four rounds. Mm-mm, I don't either. And that's criminal because it should be. It would be who of you to come back. Agreed. 
I can't wait to see Hazelwood and McAdoo and Thompson. Dude, the fucking and, receiver core that's coming in here is stupid. Yes. Like, we talked about. I'm not going to have Traylon Smith no more, so it'll be, uh, which sucks. I like Traylon Smith a lot. But mm-hmm. but we talked about Burks being the best Arkansas receiver. Like, this receiver group coming in on paper, granted, on paper, we haven't seen, we haven't seen them play in the It's in very the Greg Charles and Joe Adams and yes, Kobe Hamilton. Like the, that where there was no bad option. No. Like, go ahead, cover him. We got these two fucking people over here that'll light you up as well. Yeah. That offense with KJ could be fucking problematic. problematic. Yes. Yes. And it will make it almost impossible to just run the ball. Yes. Also, I have very good tight ends that just That being said, us. I will get ahead of this. I do not want to completely abandon the run either. Like, we, just use your fucking brain. It's going to be Rocket San- It's gonna be Rocket Sanders, Dominic Johnson, and A.J. Green. And I think A.J. Green should be the number one or two option. But um, <laughs> Something interesting here. This, I have not seen this anywhere. Just thinking about it. You, you know, the, uh, Dominic Johnson, the shit with Missouri, where they said they were going to let him play running back and they recruited him as a linebacker. Something to think about. Maybe. That, that running back room's full. We got to bust some heads. What if he just fucking does that and just tears it up? Be fantastic. That'd be fucking awesome. I'd love to see it. Um, speaking of, we're on talking about recruiting in college. I'd like to give a little shout out to our good friend Dabo Sweeney. Oh yeah, yes, I sure would. Uh, because now his panties are in a wad because <laughs> he's losing recruits, even though that's literally how he got started. He is mad that other coaches are out daboing. Do you think it's con- it's convenient or, or coincidental that Clemson came literally out of nowhere? Like, out of nowhere. They were nobody, and then all of a sudden, they were competing for the national championship. Do you think that's a fucking coincidence that somebody who was in, like, his what? I, I, now, it's off the top of my head. Like, third year in coaching, and all of a sudden was competing for a national championship. Do you think that's a coincidence? I do not. You were throwing money around just like everybody else was, except now you're losing. Here's, here's my take on this. He's only mad because the whole big deal with, with Clemson before was Dabo's never lost a recruit or a commit, commitment, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. Dabo got the shine for not losing anybody, and now that his coordinators are gone and people start to leave, it kind of makes you think they were only there for the fucking coordinator. Correct, because he came out and said, quote, it's chaos right now, <laughs> tampering galore, adults manipulating young men, education is like the last thing now. I'm going to tell you what, nobody comes to Clemson for a fucking education. Hold up. Aren't you doing the exact same thing while recruiting, trying to win kids over however you can? Now you're mad because you're losing at the game that you You are also playing. You have a worse pitch than them. Correct. We've all seen the helicopter video of you with with the quarterback saying, pointing down at Clemson Stadium, hey, that's where you're going to win a national championship right there. (laughs) So you do the exact same thing, and you're losing, and now you're talking about tampering. We talked about Now tampering matters? We were talking about basketball, and we talked about this. We talked about this long ago about how this NIL shit was going to even the playing field for the teams that consistently got the top talent because it did just that. It even the playing field. Like, it gives... The money has to come from somewhere now. So you can't just... Before, it was just a McDonald's bag that no, was, exactly. everyone thought was a number one with uh, no slivered onion. Yeah, now you had no shred. No. <laughs> you have to have it tied to something now. Anybody who's never looked at their McDonald's receipt and they don't like onions or lettuce on their shit, look at the receipt. It's pretty funny. <laughs> no shredded and no slivered. Yeah. Um... Yes, that is so fucking funny to me that this sore fucking loser now wants to cry victim. I, also, sorry, we forgot to tell y'all we're going to do our recaps on NFL. We forgot to tell y'all. Yeah. Um, I don't. I still. I still don't mind Dabo, but that's fucking stupid I can't to say. 
we also didn't talk about. That's all I had to say about the Clemson thing. Uh, Tank Tank Bigsby and Bo Nix hit the transfer portal, by the way. If anybody missed the Tank's big, Tank Bigsby news, pretty fucking substantial news there. I don't think it was working with him at Auburn. No, he's going to go somewhere and fuck shit up. Correct. He, we talked about this during the season. Like It looks like he should have 200 yards every fucking game. Correct. And Let him go to like OU. Watch 64. what happens. Oh, God. Watch what happens. Like Auburn's have, I think, five offensive coordinators in the last five years now. You just played Alabama. You should have beaten Alabama. Had Tank Bigsby not gone out of bounds or let himself get, get drug out of bounds, you beat Bama. Correct. And now we're all jumping shit. Right. What the fuck is happening? There's also, something fucky going on. Just in case anybody forgot, Bo Nix was a five-star recruit. If you think he's not very good... You're wrong. <laughs> wait till you fucking see him on another team. Like, just wait. What, what I'm about to say... People are going to immediately turn off. Like it's, it's. They're not going to hear what I'm trying to say. There's no, but there's no other way to frame it. Bo Nix has some level of whatever Johnny Manziel had. Like he does. the ability to just make shit happen out of fucking nowhere. He's got it. Like this is he not. Does. This is not the it factor people talk about. There's. It's a separate thing. I've only ever seen one other person have, and it's fucking Johnny Manziel. His ability to just make just awesome shit happen out of nothing. Out of thin air. Yes. You will see he'll go to a, a I don't know, a, a Florida State or, or a, you know, a Pac-12 offense, and you're going to see some godliness. And you'll be like, where'd this come from? Oh, he was just in a shit situation with people that I've never heard of due to injuries that were all around him and a coaching staff that no one trusts. Now, granted, Auburn has gotten some really big defensive recruits mm-hmm. in this in this class right now. So they're hanging their hat on that, and which I'm is sure fine. Being in Alabama, they'll, find, they'll, they'll have somebody ready yeah. to go, a quarterback. But Bo Nix is a dude. Yes. And he's going to be a problem for somebody. I only have one more thing to talk about with the recruiting stuff. What if he goes to LSU? Well, they already got the coach. No, no. sorry, they already got the quarterback. Well, yeah, I guess. Remember, he was spinning around on a carousel <laughs> up there with dumbass. Yeah. In the interim, what if it's Bo Nix? Brian Kelly getting Bo Nix would silence a lot of the shit. But I don't it's think it's I'm just glad for once we are not in this fucking conversation. Yes, we did lose three players. Uh, they're mostly defensive. They're all defensive players. Honestly, don't know who they are. I didn't write down their names, uh, but we did lose three of them. They weren't starters or impact. They were, it was because they weren't getting playing time. Whatever. Get it. It's fair. So I have an unpopular opinion that I don't know how the majority of this crowd is going to feel about. What Probably going to side with me. What's the, what's the category we're talking about? Here? Deion Sanders. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> I have an unpopular opinion. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Jackson State gets the number two athlete in the country to go to their school by using Deion Sanders and his plug in the bar stool to pay $3 million to a kid to get him to go play in an FCS school. I fucking bet you anything he transfers. I will bet you fucking every dollar that I got, which ain't a lot, but it's some. <laughs> it's not $3 million. It's not $3 million. It's It's a lot less than that. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I saw a take on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, so I can't, I can't fucking throw their name out. But it's, why do you think we all love watching the Alabama Georgias and the, the, you know, the Ohio State Michigans and the, why? Because it is the top talent against the top talent. Battle that shit out. Those games are awesome. Now you have an elite player in an FCS school, and it's going to be stupid. Well, it's going to be interesting, though. It's like every time we see like a Carl Wentz, or a Josh Allen shoot to the top of the draft board right before the draft, 
the first thing that comes up with everybody is like, well, they haven't played anybody. This motherfucker was like everybody's gonna remember that he was the top one, two, arguably recruit in the country. So like that conversation of does he really have it is gonna be harder. Like that motherfucker is still gonna go like he's because he's gonna have the goddamn. Numbers. I saw somebody say he just cost himself so many millions in draft position versus taking the upfront money See, to go to a small so. school. I think so. Only because of what I'm, like what I'm saying, like he's gonna have the fucking numbers, like, and it, then he'll and, transfer to a big school and prove that he has. Well, it, and then I don't know that he'll have to because because this has got so much media buzz right now, and he's playing less lesser competition. Like he's gonna have the numbers, he's gonna have the fucking media following. Barstool's gonna blast it everywhere because they blast all of Deion Sanders shit everywhere. Deion Sanders is there in and of itself is gonna bring eyeballs to it, so he's gonna have the numbers. He's gonna people are gonna know his name. And oh, by the way, he was one of the top sought after recruits in the country. Like I think they're trying to say, Deion Sanders lands one of these big recruits. There was a person that said, "Do you think if he was at a team like Arkansas or something, something else, he would get a top five recruiting class too?" I bet he would. He didn't fucking get this guy. People, Barstool Sports's checkbook got him. Well, no. So yes, that's what I have no problems with saying that that's what flipped it. But I think, and also with, I think Bo Nix goes to Iowa. Ugh, that'd be bad for him. I don't want somebody who would do That's that. That's a very Iowa quarterback. Just because they fucking run the ball and fucking play defense. But I think Deion Sanders has has definitely has some pull with recruits. Like, if he gets into a living room. What has his recruiting class have been for the past three years? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing that the that the, bar, that the money, obviously $3 million, is what solidified the deal. I think if anybody, and, and the fact that he was a top recruit. There needs to be parameters on paying players. But you are, you're simple. also dealing with kids. And you have somebody like you. You can tell. You can't tell me that to somebody playing for Deion Sanders wouldn't be a huge thing in their mind. I don't think they cared who the coach was. I'm not saying in this situation necessarily either, but I'm saying like the fact that it is Deion Sanders definitely has some sort. Definitely plays in or Jacksonville State or Jackson State. Which one is it? Like Jackson State. Jackson State. There's fuck. It shouldn't be able to have both. That's why they hired him because it's Deion Sanders. It's very interesting though. I think it's bullshit. I it's still a- think. I don't think. It hurts his draft stock. I do. And I, I will stake my reputation on it. Only because, like I say, you, it seems like every year now since Carson Wentz, you have a FCS school or what feels like an FCS school quarterback come up that just shoots to the fucking top of the draft board. You, you're going to take a SEC wide receiver or an FCS wide receiver? Not, no, wide receiver, no. Like, it's just going to be quarterbacks. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's not. But it has worked out. That's the other thing. The the, the NFL, they they are quick to fucking jump on a bandwagon. Carson Wentz worked out. I'm gonna say it worked out. He had an MVP caliber season going when they went when they went to the Super Bowl. Josh this team's Allen. in playoff contention right now. I mean, Josh Allen coming from Wyoming took the world by storm coming into the NFL. Like, well, it wasn't they took it by storm. For two years, he sucked. Right. But what I'm saying is, he got to the point where everybody's like, oh shit, he can play. So like, you, it's been there's enough of a precedent there that people are gonna continue to take risk. Like if you get down, but can either one and four in the last five, right? Especially when you have people that get outside of the top three picks that have to fucking have a quarterback, they're gonna be there. And I think you like you like I said, you have enough of a resume there that somebody's gonna take a chance on him. I'll be very interested to see, and I'm gonna forget all about this motherfucker. Yes, we will. And then the draft boards are gonna come up, and I'm gonna start seeing. And his we're name. gonna see Dave Portnoy blasting all the shit out there. I love and Barstool. This is bullshit. I think this is fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I assumed whenever he went signed with Barstool and then almost immediately took the Jackson State yeah. coaching job that that would that that's was the done. plug. But I figured that the Barstool thing was done. Nope, it's, it has not been done. It's very strange. 
This yeah, is, this yeah, is, is the gray area, and I'm sure the fucking big wigs and the NCAA are sitting back like, I fucking told you this shit was going to happen. Yep. This is why you can't pay players, which is also bullshit. They need to play do parameters. There needs to be a salary cap limit. There needs to be... The, this this cannot just be a free-for-all $3 million to a fucking 18-year-old. This is just not good. It's going to be just like the NFL. Like you think about like what first-round picks used to... Like the number one overall pick used to get, like fucking Sam Brad for money. Yeah. You had, you know, any... You get into the top five, you're making fucking $6 million right off the bat. And then what happened? And they haven't even pan out. And then they well, and then they slotted them where you can only pay them so much. Yep, that's going to happen again. It has to. I'm sorry, but an FCS school, the the revenue that they make has to matter when it comes to the amount that you're allowed to pay somebody. Well, it just has to. I know you use outside sources to pay, but that's just fucking bullshit. Well, that a team with fucking three thousand in attendance every fucking Saturday. Has that $3 million checkbook to get... That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Well, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with the whole... Like, if you make more revenue, you get to pay more money. I think it's slotted the same across the board, if they slot it at all. Because otherwise, you're like this NIL... Like, I get it. For a, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, the little guy finally won. Alabama and Clemson's and people like that are pissed because Jackson State got a good recruit. That's fine. But it's bad for business. It's very bad. You're going to see the long-term. Immediate effects, you're not going to think anything of it. Good for the little man, but watch the fucking long-term effects. All it did was have all these boosters for these big schools go like, all right, how do we fucking find a way to be able to funnel our money through somebody else? Like, they're just going to they're gonna wash their fucking yep. money through somebody else. It's going to come from a one of these fucking billionaires that, you know, is a booster for Texas, is going to buy a fucking car lot with 12 cars on it, so that that business can sponsor these players. Like Correct. That, that's all you've done is you've created the fucking the, the shell you're, game here. You're you're washing money. Correct. I'll jump off of it though. Whatever. Fuck it. Ooh, that was a good. I dropped in perfect tone, perfect volume right there. That's money. That's a good blue button does net blue never disappoint. No, it does not. Blue button never ever disappoints. I was just waiting for the blue button. I don't know what it was. I was planning on talking about. What are you gonna talk about? Uh, quick intro before we talk about what we're going to talk about next, which we'll figure out here in just a second. <laughs> Steph Curry broke Ray Allen's all-time three-point record against the Knicks last night. 2,974. He did, and what's crazy is I know I know he's getting older, but it feels like he still has fucking 15 years left to play. He still got five years easy. But but I, I, for whatever reason, I think it's, it's the baby face thing, but yeah. like he feels fucking... 28. To me, the craziest thing about it was the shot that broke it. Like yeah. falling away, typical Steph Curry, just un, mm-hmm. un, untraditional, just against the grain type of form. And it's just money. And that's pretty much been his whole fucking career. It's fucking unbelievable. He is officially one of the top four all time players for me. He's Mount Rushmore. He is definitely the top shooter. Oh, he's the greatest shooter of all time. Yes. And that was not because he, he just got the record. He actually I literally thought, changed the NBA. I thought that from the day that he made that half court pull up three to beat Oklahoma City, only because as soon as it, as soon as it left his hand, you got like eight seconds left with no timeout. And you're like, what are you doing? And they didn't even roll the ball; they just passed it in. He starts dribbling it up the court, just like in no fucking hurry whatsoever. I said, this motherfucker's going to shoot it. He is planning to shoot this from way the fuck back there. He took one step over half court and just pulled up. And as soon as it left his hands, like that's we just lost. It's in. Yes. Nobody else have I said that ever before. I think that shot is the reason Kevin Durant went over to him. <laughs> it's very possible. It's also the beginning of the end of my fandom for that team. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. I I haven't watched the NBA. That was the first one I turned on. It was just because of that. 
Also because I'm not a Warriors fan, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, to caveat that, Clay Thompson will be back in a week. Yikes. You're about to get the Splash Brothers back, Yikes. bitches, with five losses. If that ain't cause for concern, <laughs> I mean, people are people are sweating. Uh, now, I will say, I turned the game off at halftime, so I don't know who fucking ended up winning. I haven't watched a single basketball game. Okay, the Warriors year. did end up winning. Well, I fell asleep. I got good little, for you. I got a little drowsy, but my boys, <laughs> Curry was five for fourteen three. I saw a thing where now they were talking about with Reggie Miller and stuff. Like, could you imagine if they shot this many threes back in your day or whatever? And he's like, well, I was just getting. I would just get in trouble if I would have shot threes that much. Here we go with the old heads that <laughs> walked uphill both fucking ways, 10 miles to school, barefoot in the winter. All right, buddy. Chill out. Let's not pretend that you weren't shooting 12, 13 threes a game in certain situations because you were. You just say you were ahead of your time and move on. Yeah. They don't just drop it. Don't, don't. I love Reggie Miller. He's one of my favorite people. He's an assassin. I can't fucking stand him. Cold blooded motherfucker. If you go watch him play, dude, he was cold blooded as I fuck. I can't watch his face. That's dude, the problem. Dude, he was so cold blooded. You may be right. He was nasty. But I can't fucking deal with his face. That fucking that oh. he's got one of the more punchable faces I've ever seen. And you, know, this, you know what we should do on one of these episodes? Right top, the five, faces? top five most punchable faces. We can do that. Book it. That's happening. I don't know if I can narrow it down. Maybe ten. And to see Ray Allen come out and embrace him, like they took a timeout mm-hmm. right after it. Everybody fucking freaked out about it. And uh, our boy Del Curry, he's yeah. over there on the sideline with th- with with three bitches. He's back. He's got hoes for days <laughs> over there with him while. Mama's up in the stands with her friend, looking down on Papa over here slaying ass. I mean, good God Almighty, Dell! You thought you were gonna get me? I, no. I saw, I saw a thing that was like Steph Curry uh, wins on the court, but Dell Curry wins off the court. If you think that he didn't bring multiple people because he knew the magnitude of that game and he knew that as soon as Steph broke it, he would be on camera, you're wrong. Yep, yep, yep. Because Steph went straight to him with the ball. He 100 percent knew what he was doing, and he dapped him up. And I'm pretty sure I saw Steph whisper to his ears. No, I'm not going to say it. It's an insider secret. I can't say it. But it was awesome to see him and Ray Allen dap up. It was sick. Um, Awesome moment, one of those. And then they played a a little commemorative thing because they knew he was going to break it right then. So they played a commercial right after that of Steph just talking about, you know, his approach to the game and, like, beating that record and how crazy it is and stuff. And, like, it made me look up. I guess guess due to an ankle injury is the reason he started shooting the way he shot. I guess it's like uh, senior year in high in college or fresh first year in NBA. Now I know he sat out a year or two because of that ankle re aggravating, but apparently that was the reason that started it all. He had an ankle injury and it was forcing him to fuck up his drives. He was pushing off on the wrong side and fucking all. So he just started backing it up, shooting and shooting and shooting. And then he said he just everything just felt natural shooting. So mm. he just kept doing it. It just felt like everything was gonna go in. Thanks, bitch ankle. <laughs> It's it is cool though, it, and kind of weird, like to see him get emotional when it happened, because like he knew he was gonna do that. He has known that for God knows how long. I think everybody has. Yes, like it was an inevitability that he was gonna break that fucking record. A good word choice there. And I don't like we always we always go back to like records that will never be broken. I'm not saying it's gonna be that, but what he's gonna add. I to promise it, you, this record will never be broken. What he's gonna add to it is gonna be a problem. Correct. Like imagine if he plays five more years. Five more. <laughs> oh my. It's gonna be a problem. Yes, and you're gonna have a lot more. But Splash Bros coming back now, so his shots might go down a little bit, which is good for business. But you also have somebody else to guard on the perimeter very Correct. closely, and so. we'll leave Steph Curry wide open. Correct. He can he can get them fucking double triple screens and and end up open. Let's not forget that Clay Thompson scored sixty three points with with eight dribbles. Right. Let's let's not do in that in three quarters. Correct. You have to put him back in. Like you have to let him go for how many he can get. I get it. The game's out of hand. Yeah. He has a lot of points. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Put him back in. Let him try to get 100. 
What are we doing? I don't know. In every situation. that's the, Even if it's against my team, you have to let them get that. That's the situation you don't get put in very often. If you're just feeling it like that, you fucking keep feeding the ball. Time out. What's the play, coach? Give it to Clay. Get the fuck out of the way. That's it. <laughs> Agreed. That is literally all I had to say. I will not start watching the NBA until Christmas. Everybody knows when the season starts. Well, that's next week. I know. But everybody knows when the season, the NBA season starts. Christmas, Christmas Day, the Christmas Day games, that's always when the season actually fucking matters. I will say LeBron has been killing motherfuckers. <laughs> it's uh, almost We're like not. as soon as I denounced my fandom, he took off. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You denounced him. We're not going to talk about him. Well, we fucking have to talk about LeBron James, <laughs> for God's sake. What we have to talk about is USC 269. Oh, let's talk about it. So, I gave my parlay. Told you up front. We're going to talk about this, and then we'll go into our recaps. Yeah. Gave you my parlay. Told you up front, picked up my heart with the Cody fight. Now, what I did forget about was the fact that it was starting. And I only knew it that I had fucked up because I saw Ryan Hall won by unanimous decision. So I'm not super upset that I missed that. But it did spark me to turn the fucking fights on. And boy. You were not disappointed. Well, I was immediately disappointed and then I was not disappointed. The The fight card as a whole was fucking great. It, it was as expected and nothing that I expected all at the same time. Things I did expect. Oh, you didn't expect Nunez? Ty Tuivasa <laughs> uh, gave a fucking nine-piece combo and put a motherfucker to sleep. Shocker. The dude, like, Ty Tuivasa, like... Full disclosure, I did not watch. Tyler did not watch. Dakota did. Street fighter style, like his last fight against Greg Hardy. He was wobbly, woobly, some might say, and put him to sleep. This motherfucker has learned some stuff. Like, what? whatever happened since the last fight... Maybe that Greg Hardy camp kind of woke through, him up a little bit. That motherfucker looked good. Like, technically good. Like, the combinations he was throwing were fucking... That motherfucker looks... Like, there's there's some people that have some serious power that don't... Like, when they when they throw punches, they don't look terrifying. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker looks terrifying. Like, when he swings, it looks like he's trying to decapa... Your kappa was to detated. be detated. I tried to figure out how to work it in there. You can't. He fucking... He punches your kappa in hopes of being detated. He pieced him up, put him down. Did a shoey, did another shoey, did another shoey, did another shoey, all the way out. Did he do a lot? Yeah, he did. He did several. Somebody <laughs> again, the when he was like they were trying to push him out. Everybody that walked out was like trying to dap up fans and stuff. And whoever the fucking big tall scary dude in the mask was that kept telling people to hurry the fuck up and get out of the way. Fuck you. Let them celebrate for they real. Just, they just did this shit, and I'm sure it's some sort of protocol for the UFC. But they just like that's the thing about them going into these fights. Like it's like six, seven, eight months that they're fucking preparing for this. It's like the Olympics. Like and it's also like his goddamn thing. life. And then you have that is part of the bundle of what he brings. Is that electricity on his way out? Yeah, he he knocked him out twenty six seconds into the second round. Like he prepared for months for five and a half minutes, and then on his way out, you're trying to shove him along. But when he got right to the tunnel where you walk in, he pointed the dude up top and he started dumping his beer. I don't know what he put in it. I think somebody put some hot sauce in it again or something because as soon as it hit his face, he like started rubbing his face and fucking, he looked like he was in pain. Stop doing shit to people. You're a fan. Somebody You're going to make him stop taking chewies. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't have that. We, no, that's you not what we want. He did it on top of the fucking octagon immediately. Tied to a boss wins again. Surprising. Shot him out surprising to surprising. Dominic Cruz looked very fucking good. I don't know who that is. I thought Dominic Cruz was done over the hill. He was on the cowboy trajectory of just getting fights because of his name. No, that motherfucker is right back into the fucking title shot. Like he, I mean, he was ranked highly, highly enough to be in the title conversation. I thought he was going to fall on his face. He did not. He looked very sharp. Beat Pedro Munoz, unanimous decision. We move on to Sean O'Malley. 
I'm going to backpedal. Just a touch. Sean O'Malley, fighting a ranked opponent, looked. Saturday, it looked like it didn't matter who you put there. He was going to do the same fucking thing. He put another motherfucker to sleep. I am starting to think, and I say I'm going to backpedal. I've always been a Sean O'Malley fan. I'm starting to think he could handle some serious competition. Do I think he wins a title recent, like near future? Probably not, but it's getting harder and harder to argue. Like you keep putting slightly more difficult competition in front of him and he keeps fucking knocking him down. So I give, I give flowers to Sean O'Malley. I'm very fucking excited to see who his next opponent is now because it's going to be somebody in the top 10. And if he fucking does what he did in his last few fights, we're going to start having a serious conversation. And I can't fucking wait to see who it is. He And they asked him after the fight who he wanted. And he said, well, I keep calling out these other, these people and I keep getting other people and I keep knocking them out. So I'll fight whoever you want. I don't care. And then we get to Cody Garbrandt and Kai Carr friends. Um, it happened again. <laughs> I had my fucking heart ripped out again. He, he fought with his heart again. Cody Garbrandt, on his way to the title, was... No love. Like, Cody, no love was fucking real. He got it. He had his shit with TJ. He had a little hiatus there. He came back, put old buddy to sleep at the horn, and I was sucked all the way back in. And ever since then, he has looked less than spectacular. This one, he dropped down a weight class, and everybody's like, oh, he can't handle the weight cut. He can't be prepared. That motherfucker looked totally healthy on the scale. He looked great walking into the octagon. And then he just continued to get punched in the face. It is extremely difficult to watch this shit continue to happen. We have got to fucking figure this out. And when I say we, I'm talking to directly to Cody Garbrandt. In the words of Granger Smith, put a good dip in. I don't know. I mean, Kyle Clark France, no surprise, looked very good. He's going to be a problem. Cody needs to figure his shit out because I can't fucking handle this shit anymore. Okay? I never liked him. I, I only liked him when he had that buzzer knockout. I that can't. Fucking handle this shit. Cody Garbrandt is my favorite fighter that I've ever watched. I'm going to say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Throughout his whole career. If you're if you're just watching his last few fights, okay. I don't expect you to understand okay. it. Because like I said, it has been brutal to watch. That's fair. I have not watched a lot of fighting over the years. You but have. I like I just feel like this is going to go sour. Like it's just going to continue to get worse. And I can't accept that. So every fight when he comes up, I expect old Cody and he keeps not showing up. I'm not going to stay on that because it's emotion talking and I'll just fucking ramble. That was the point that the parlay was fucked. And then Nunez we had We had Do it. Ryan Hall win, Ty Tuivasa win, Cody Lawson's like, well, I knew I shouldn't have fucking put that in there. And then comes Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal wins. Split decision, but I feel good about the, I feel good about the decision. Like, I, Jeff Neal definitely won that fight. I fucking love... Jeff Neal's corner. They, you want a fucking hype man? You want a guy to get your fucking shit together when you're starting to slack off? Whoever the fuck is in his corner, call them. Those motherfuckers fired me up watching the goddamn fight, and this is on the heels of me being emotionally distraught from Cody Garbrandt's fight. Those motherfuckers, shout out. And then we get to the fight that I realized my parlay never fucking mattered because Amanda Nunez tapped the fuck out. And it was very apparent in that fight that she realized, I don't think she was got scared, nervous, whatever. I think she realized, like, oh shit, I, I have some, I have some real competition. I here. can actually be beaten because she was throwing bombs and she was eating bombs. Like there was, a, there was a point right before. Need I say a Ronda Rousey event? No, 
that and that's the thing. I'll, I'll talk about that too. But we got to the point where right before she got her back, they were just rock'em sock'em robots. Like their hands may as well have been taped together because they were both just eating fucking shots back and forth. It was a great fight. She got her back, and this motherfucker tapped her out. Now, do I think it's a Ronda Rousey situation? Absolutely not. Because Ronda was beating everybody the same fucking way. And as soon as somebody got to her and was like, hey, you're not going to get my fucking arm, she had problems. Nunez, when you have, when you just have, when you overpower people, that card doesn't go away. Like, yeah, she, like, credit to Juliana Pena. Like, she said she was going to do that going in. She said, which I'm surprised. She said she wanted to make her feel like she was drowning. Like, pull her underwater and show her what it feels like to drown. I expected her to take her down very early. She did not. She fucking stood there and tried to bang with Amanda Nunez. And I say tried. She did. They went back and forth. And then she got her back and tapped her out. Now, do I think Amanda Nunez crumbles from this? No. Do I think if you made a rematch on the next card, Amanda Nunez wins? Yes. But it's not like a no-doubter at this point, obviously. And I think it makes it a little easier knowing you go home and the 145 bell still sit there waiting for you. I think Dana makes her fight at 145 for a little bit. Problem is, if you make Juliana Pena defend that belt against anybody but Amanda Nunez, on the off chance that she wins, you go back to having a fight that people just expect Nunez to walk through. If you give that rematch, their first title defense is against Amanda again, that's going to do some fucking numbers. You can put that on pay-per-view by itself, and people will come to it. Do I expect that to happen? No. In fairness to her, I don't think she should have to fight her again. No one else if, gets if a rematch and a title shot. If you're going to be the champ now... Could, Immediately after, could, without in between fights, could Dana make her stay at one forty five for a while? Sure, but if Dana's going to allow her to continue to fight at one thirty five, or she, or if she wants to do both, she may not want to. She said she wanted to retire with both belts, but if she chooses to go up to one forty five, then then no, she absolutely shouldn't. But if you're going to be in a weight class with somebody like an Amanda Nunez, you're going to have to fight him again. There's just because eventually you're going to prove that you're the best, and the only alternative is to give you the last person who is the best, and most people would still believe to be the best. You're going to have to fight her again. But if you beat her twice, now you fucking shoot your name up in a lot of conversations. And then we get to the main event. Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier. Charles Oliveira, again, I expected him to take him down very early. And he did not shoot on him for quite some time. And ironically enough, Oliveira wins by submission. He didn't even fucking take him down when he submitted him. The motherfucker grabbed him by the front of him. And when I saw his fucking leg pop around and he put his foot in the back of his calf, I, was, I said, he's going to fucking climb him like a goddamn spider monkey. And that's exactly what he did. And he got his back and he had his chin and he was fucking cranking the shit out of his chin. Dustin was very clearly uncomfortable. And then as soon as he fucking got his neck, as soon as he sunk that choke in, Oliveira started getting emotional on his back because he, he knew there's nothing you can do. You're fucked. And as soon as he got that choke in, Maybe two seconds afterwards, you saw Poirier's hand go out, and it's over. Like, oh, maybe I can... No, no, I gotta fucking tap or I'm gonna die here. Oliveira wins. I'm gonna flex and bust out. The Gaethje fight's gotta happen now. He's gonna get Gaethje. That is gonna be fucking awesome. I think Gaethje has more power than Poirier. I also think Gaethje is much more susceptible to being baited into a submission than Poirier. I did not expect that to happen. Granted... He didn't give up his back. And they asked him after the fight like what his strategy was. And he's like, well, I was... Because in the first end of the first round, he got him down. Oliveira ended up on top. And Poirier just kind of held on to him till the round was over. And Joe Rogan asked him, like, "Why did? You, what was the strategy there just holding on? He's like, I didn't want to do something and give up my back. And then turns out you didn't have to. He just took it while you were standing up. So him and Chandler, or him and 
I said Chandler. Michael Chandler advocated for the Gaethje fight. Oliveira and Gaethje will be fantastic. And at this point, oh, I don't know, dude. Fucking Gaethje's got them hands. But so does Poirier. That fight will be awesome. I am much more interested in that fight now after having watched Oliveira and Poirier. Speaking of people pouring shit in Tatu Avasa's face, some dude right before he went, Oliveira exited the arena, snatched his fucking glasses off his face. And then when Oliveira turned around, Oliveira, very nice guy, seems to be a very nice guy. He was like, hey, my glasses, I can't see without him. Can I get my glasses back? And the guy was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't mean to. You fucking grabbed him off his face. Why the fuck? Like, I get it. Buying those tickets, you want a high five, you want whatever, you want to see them up close. Does not give you the right to fucking snatch shit off their face or do whatever the fuck you want, no. asshole. No. Fucking hell. Anyway, the fight card was fucking great. Cody lost. Amanda lost. Not fantastic. But all around, for the average fan, we did not emotionally invested. Fantastic card. I digress. We digress to recaps. Recaps. NFL motherfucking recaps. And kneecaps. We're coming for some kneecaps. Not not Dan Campbell style. You want to just start off with it? With what? Urban Meyer. Sure. Let's just talk about Urban Meyer. He's a Let's fucking idiot. It. I don't know how many times i got to say this. I need to hear you tell me the report that you had saw first. Oh, the, the report that I saw first was that... Who was it? Who was the fucking... Who was the kicker? I can't fucking remember. I just had the shit pulled up. The one about him kicking him? Mm-hmm. It was the same guy. Oh, that wasn't... That was Lambeau. Yes, Josh Lambeau. So he said that after one of the games... See, we he, did read the first one. He, he told Oh, him, no, we didn't. No. He said, how about you make your fucking kips, kicks dipshit? Which, fair. Aggressive. But fair. In most cases, not when you stink as a fucking head coach. Oh, he, Don't, he, he used that exact same line in the story that you saw right there. Oh, it's probably excerpt from the same story. Yeah. But I didn't get the other part. Well, the other part was what? Uh, Josh Lambeau came out and said that he was warming up, you know, left leg front, right leg, right leg back. Just doing typical fucking stretches. stretches. Urban Meyer walks up and says, "How about you make your fucking kicks, dipshit?" And kicked him in his calf. Okay. He said that. it wasn't it wasn't a, a a super like aggressive kick, but it also wasn't a love tap. Yeah. He's like, it was a five out of ten kick. It was enough to lure me into saying, "Don't you ever fucking touch me again." And he said, "I'm the head coach. I'll do whatever the fuck I and want." That's why he's the former kicker of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But like that. Regardless. He told a player, I am the head coach. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. So regardless of your feelings towards your kicker or how you think he's doing, he is your kicker. The only valuable thing on him besides his fucking brain is his goddamn leg. What the fuck? You don't get mad at your quarterback and twist his fucking throwing arm behind his back, you goddamn idiot. You also continue to not give James Robinson the ball. But I... I, I like, this story would have been wild no matter who it was, but the fact that it was Urban Meyer, like, he acts like this motherfucker can after, do no wrong. After trying to get some strange ass in the club. <laughs> after saying the stupid shit that he did on the herd, talking about his favorite recruits, and that recruit actually sucking dick. Not not physically, that was metaphorically, sorry. <laughs> sucking terribly at sports whenever he said that he was really good. He sucked. So you're a bad evaluator of talent. You were at Ohio State where everyone was fucking loaded. It didn't matter. You had fucking recruiting classes handed over to your laps. Mm-hmm. You were in Florida where Tim Tebow made you relevant. Mm-hmm. 
But and then that, you that become, whole Florida team was fucking problematic. Like that whole that team was stacked. But yes, you're right. Continue. Yeah, and then you go and you you end up getting a fucking NFL gig after saying you didn't want an NFL gig, after faking your fucking heart condition out of Florida and going to a new <laughs> a new place, then doing circle jerkus hocus pocus nonsense on Chad Khan's penis on a a yacht. Well, your first order so you of business. land a fucking head coaching gig that you never deserved. No. After your first order of business after drafting Trevor Lawrence, which didn't take you, that was going to happen regardless of who you could have put fucking Jimmy Fallon as the goddamn head coach. Guess what? Trevor Lawrence is still the first pick. We should have known when he drafted Trevor uh, ETN at 25 how that, fucking yeah. stupid he is. And then his first order of business after that was to go on the WWE and do some fucking stupid bullshit. Yeah. War, if you're not fucking solidified in your ability to coach football, don't. Take on extracurriculars in the public eye. It makes you look fucking stupid. Worry about your goddamn shit. I think he's done. He has to be done. He's done. There's no, like, I don't give a shit what his contract says. I don't care what they have to fucking pay him. Pay him to go the fuck away. And that's actually an appealing coaching gig. Like, you're in a good spot. The team's good. You have a good quarterback. You have a quarterback that you can hang your head on. No state income tax. No state income tax. You got DeSantis as your governor. I mean, what more could you and fucking every, hope for? And every fucking new coach that comes in, at some point, it's going to get his shot at drafting his guy at quarterback. You he doesn't have to worry about it. Well, you're you gonna, Trevor Lawrence. You're still going to get that shot at some point if it goes south, but you have a fucking very capable person already there. Like, most most time you fire the head coach, like, the, the team is very questionable. They have talent on that fucking team. Yes. They just have a terrible, boneheaded asshole as their Buffoon. head coach. Dakota was right all along. He's a piece of fucking shit. I didn't know he was an actual piece of shit till now. He's a piece of fucking And he don't garbage. know shit about fuck about football. No. We're all the way out on Urban Meyer. Get fucked. Speaking of people who do know football, being us. It's funny that you said, you, you know what? Go ahead and say what you were going to say about the commentator that you were going to say something about. Oh, Chris Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's listened to us for a long time knows how much I fucking despise his whole existence. <laughs> This motherfucker on national TV, on top of the sneaky, cute little slide-in that he does after Al talks, <laughs> and also now adding a lip bite into his I approach. I do love the slide-in. Boy, the slide-in with a lip bite combo, that's <laughs> that's hard. That's a heavy, heavy one, too. Uh, this man on national fucking TV, apparently I'm the only one that caught it because I haven't seen any articles about it. This motherfucker here said, you know what? If you turn the ball over, it's going to be a it's gonna be a hard... Hard day's night <laughs> on national fucking television after Fields threw that pick six in the second quarter against Green Bay on Sunday night. I think people have been conditioned to. I now mute Sunday night games. <laughs> I think people That's have been conditioned to Jason Witten's fuck ups. Then they're so obvious that the slick shit slips through the cracks. All they do is sit up there and say the politically correct shit. Just suck, like suck everybody off. Now, they don't say anything objective. What you said earlier is interesting because when I told you I had something about a commentator, I did not tell you who it was. And then something you said earlier was hilarious because what I was, what I have written down on here is Lewis Riddick is my favorite commentator. Lewis Riddick is what everybody thought Tony Romo was in the beginning. Tony Romo wants to tell you what's going to happen before it happens, and now he's just turned into some. That bum- might be the worst collective group as a whole unit of football analysts. Oh, the I don't, worst I on don't, the fucking market. I don't enjoy the Monday Night Broadcast. I don't like Steve Levy. But I'll never watch it again. It will only be uh, the Manning Cast, which is bullshit that they don't do every single game. I, mm-hmm. I fucking I hate it now. I, I thought I hated the Manning Cast. Now listen to Lewis Riddick, Greasy, and I can't remember who the other fucking Steve loser Levy. is. 
They're all fucking nerd geeks that just sit up there and throw out some PFF stats for the entire duration. Or, no. hey, we talked to him before this game. Guess what he said? So, he said he wants so to win Steve real bad. Steve Levy and Greasy do do that. Do do again. Got in there twice. Why I like Lewis Riddick, and I only realized it last game, is because Tony Romo gives you way too much fucking information because he wants to show you how fucking smart he is about football. We get it. You're a fucking franchise quarterback for a prestigious team for forever. You had a lot of regular season success. You know how also, to read Also, shout defense. out Colin Coward. Freezing cold takes. Got him another piece of gold from oh, Colin God, Coward. This was, that was a bad one. Boy, do I think the Jaguars made a solid hire here. I think it's a very easy. Oh, I thought you were about Mac Jones. No, no. He said that one too. But he said, I think this is a very easy. That is the beginning of the year. This hire, by, this Urban Meyer hire was fucking home run. I am hammering the over six and a half. Wrong. It's officially impossible for them to achieve. He also said that Mac Jones is just not the guy. He's not going to be good. That's all there is to it. When he was just drafted. face it, Brady made it. They're just face it. And now, just now last he's week, he's saying he's the perfect quarterback. It's not what we're used to, but just get used to it, folks. This is what this is what it is. he's perfect. Yeah, but you're Lewis, a fucking loser. Lewis Riddick gives you just enough. Like he gets into the weeds just enough that like people who are super big into football and the strategy that goes with it. You could appeal to them, but it's not so much that I think the average fan is lost in what he's saying. That's why I enjoy it. The Monday Night Broadcast as a whole, I do not enjoy it. Maybe it's not Lewis Riddick that I hate so much. It's just the whole collective cast. Next Monday night, if they don't have a Manning cast, which I think they're doing from here on out, but if they don't, just flip over there and only listen for him because that's what I did. That's what I do on Monday night. With the level of technology we have and the shit that we can make shit do now, how can we not mute certain analysts? Right. Like, choose which person you don't want to listen to and just turn it off? Right. That would be great. The only thing I do not like about the Manning cast, I love everything about it, except there are certain situations where something happens, and I don't know who did what. Correct. Because they're not, they're not talking about the game. Also, I love everything about the Manning cast except for Eli. I, well, <laughs> see, yes. I don't love he Eli's looks input. downy. I love the reaction that his input gets. He is. He just has hey. a, a bad face for TV. He should be a radio. No, his voice is bad, he too. He looks like radio. You can't... <laughs> Oh, that man God. is so fucking is so sad. It is Peyton. Watch, what Peyton's the only reason that makes it. He, just sitting up there and watching him ignore Eli the entire time because he wants to watch the game. He ignores the camera as well. Yes. He is just watching the game and talking out loud, which I'm sure he would do at home with no camera. Yes. The only reason I enjoy Eli is because Eli has that dumb fucking smile on his face when he speaks, and then he just sits there and holds it, waiting on Peyton to respond, and he just doesn't. He, Peyton just doesn't acknowledge 75 percent of the shit he says. Fucking open mouth breathing, <laughs> fucking weird smile looking some bitch that sticks his lower jaw out. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, it's hard not to like him because he looks like a very nice guy, but Lord have mercy on on his special <laughs> self. <laughs> How that man beat Tom Brady twice, I'll never understand. Two other things I have before we get into recaps. I don't know what you've got. One, just a quick note: DeAndre Hopkins out for the regular season. That's wild. Presumably, I due to a also have been the person with their hand all the way to the sky. Dakota can attest. I'm not in on Hopkins. I don't know what all the hype is. I don't get it. It feels like just that. I know the him and Deshaun Watson connection was fucking filthy. That was a large majority of it. But I feel like the moment was on hard knocks whenever he broke that dude off and killed uh, Hall on that route. After he talked all that shit to Hopkins and Hopkins broke him off on that route. Yeah, I mean, it blew his ACL out. I'm not big on Hopkins. I I feel like everybody came to the Larry Fitzgerald thing about how few balls he dropped late in his career because the number was so impressive. Like, Hopkins just doesn't drop the ball very often. He had a drop this week, and it was such a big ordeal that they made a thing about it. But, like, I think that's a lot of it. Like, and this is not just like highly contested 50 50 balls. He just doesn't drop the ball. And that is rare at this point. 
Like, and not to drop the ball a lot, but not to drop the ball fucking ever. And a lot of us do do his fucking gigantic hands. And I'm sure we'll hear that about Traylon Burks more as he gets to the NFL because he's going to win the first round. The only other thing I had. I have seen his stock dropping. I saw. To, it dropped. It showed. Mayock. Mm-hmm. His latest projection. He falls to 30th and goes to the Patriots. No. Mm-mm. Can't have that. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. I haven't even looked at mock drafts this year because I'm so, like, I, I want to be all in when that time comes because that's all I have to look. I'm, that's all I'm looking forward to now. I don't even want to look at it now because if they have us projected in, like, the top 15, I'm going to start seeing names consistently and get excited, and then we'll end up at 19. I think it had you at, like, 18, and you were taking off. And that's about fucking right. But Which I saw. is what you need. It is. I saw a notification today that had the word Ben Roethlisberger in it mm-hmm. and Kevin Colbert. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was that time of year when it said Kevin Colbert is not ruling out a return from Ben Roethlisberger. That's mm-hmm. 100% what I expected, and I was pissed before I opened the fucking notification. Then you opened it. It was not that. The notification was that people were starting to murmur, Kevin Colbert, Steelers GM, might be out with Ben Roethlisberger. They sail off into the sunset together. I also didn't realize... Good riddance. Like, Kevin Colbert is red hot or ice fucking cold with picks. He has a lot of a lot of home runs. They have picked. He has a lot of home runs. And he a lot, he has and a lot of diamonds in the rough. Yes. Like his first round picks, like I say, are either red hot or ice fucking cold. And sometimes in the same position. Like his his best overall, his best first round pick they had is Ben Roethlisberger. I get it, whatever. His best over his best first round pick is T.J. Watt. Correct. His worst is Jarvis Jones. Same fucking position. So same position. Oh, Ben. Yeah. I was like, what? no, no, no. T.J. and oh, Jarvis Jones. oh shit. I was confused. Jarvis Landry with Jarvis Jones. But it's not to say that Landry Jones, Jones, Jones also Jones, bad. Jarvis Jones was fantastic in college. He was. And so was Landry Jones. So it's not like they fucking swung on something that we didn't fucking see. Like, they swung on somebody that was a pretty fucking solid stud in college. He, he has not, I think the fewest, like, they had it broke down by position. His most picks that he had and his fewest. His fewest was obviously quarterback. They had eight over the course of his tenure. They all stink, except for Roethlisberger. Now, what I'm going to say here might surprise you. I hope that doesn't happen. Only because if this is, in fact, Ben's last year, he is going to be forced to address the quarterback position, whether it be free agent or draft. Once he addresses it, that's it. That's his guy. That will decide whether he stays or goes. If he fucks up and whiffs again, then he's out. Then the next guy gets his pick for quarterback. I have two chances to get a franchise quarterback. I lied. What? You keep going. But I have two chances to get a franchise quarterback because if he if he gets to stay, he has to address it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's not if he wants to, it's he has to. Mike Mayock has you guys taking Kenny Pickett. There we go. At like uh, 16 or 15, I think. Now, I will say, if he's gone with Ben, I think whoever the next guy is, I do think we draft a quarterback. And everything I've read up to this point says they would rather address it in free agency, and I'm not against it. But this is the issue I have with Ben, same issue I have with Colbert. Like, you... We said last episode they will not commit to a rebuild, and they won't as long as Ben and or Colbert is there. Like, Colbert's been there long enough through all of the fucking success of Pittsburgh. It is not in his fucking rebuild. It's not in his vocabulary. Also has the Lions taken Aiden Hutchinson first. Mm. Michigan defensive end. I've seen him as always four. But I don't, I, I mean, I get it. If they do that, I get it. They have so many fucking things they need to address. If there's not a clear... Guy at quarterback, you have to go after the guy who gets to the quarterback. 
This one shows the Panthers taking Kenny Pickett at nine. The Panthers have a fucking mess at quarterback. They are so fucked. The, Darnold is off IR. He's going to be back. Cam Newton fucking stinks. Shocker. P.J. Walker comes in, does okay, gets hurt. Like They, they have no fucking answer there at quarterback. Eagles and taking Jameson Williams. That I makes st- no sense. I still stand by what I said. Heineke will get fucked. Like He will get pushed Ooh. to the back burner. This one shows you guys taking Malik Willis 15. Okay. There Liberty. we go. Liberty, Liberty quarterback. Love that. You freeze product there. That's not Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock had y'all taking Kenny Pickett. It might be Kevin Colbert, though. You never know. And honestly, like I said, best case scenario, if you if you take a chance on a guy with take a chance on ridiculous me. talent and has no resume, and then you get fired, that's best case scenario. High risk. Nope. High reward. Low risk. Let's talk. He's at. Let's talk gentlemen's bets recaps. Real okay. Quick. Let's do before it. before we talk the actual game recaps, let's talk gentlemen's bets. Okay. Okay. I didn't have a great week. He did. Dakota had a rough week. <laughs> I I Tyler had picked the Browns. Over over Dakota. Over the Ravens. Dakota mm-hmm. took the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Dakota took the Jags. I took the Titans, but I also said the Titans would cover, so I was right and wrong. You get a half point. I said the Titans would not cover. Sorry. Uh, Dakota said the Seahawks would not cover against Houston. I said they would. That wasn't a gentleman's bet. That was just a mm-hmm. mutual agreement. Dakota took Cincinnati. I took the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Dakota took the Bucks. I took the Bills. He also called for the cover. Didn't happen. It very well should have happened. I don't know what the fuck happened at the end of that game. Well, it didn't happen because the Bills were favored, so you won. It's, it's not really that you lost. Oh, okay. No, wait. No, you're right. The Bucks were favored no, they, by... And they had, but Bills stormed back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they won by six in overtime, so I think I'm fucked up on that. I think the spread was three and a half. Maybe. So I think I fucked up on that. I I I uh, typoed that motherfucker. And then we were both very wrong with the Cardinals Rams. We'll get into that. Yeah. Quick, before we talk about the games, shout out to Joey Bosa for one of the awesomest celebrations <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Joey Bosa celebrated by doing, everyone was calling it the, I think they were calling it the battlefield or the, the, uh, some other game, but that was Call of Duty. Yeah. Is what he was doing. They and he was Halo. teabagging. Yeah, they said Halo. Okay, whatever, but it's, it, everyone knows that it's Call of Duty. After you kill somebody, the kill cam's right there. But before you hit the kill cam, you can still see what they're doing to you. And they're teabagging you. You just crouch, crouch, crouch. And then lay down on top of you. Teabag. Lay down on top of you. Yes. And that's exactly what it did. And that's the most awesome thing. I've never seen anybody celebrate like that in my life. That was so fucking sick to see that. Just We grew up with fucking, you know. Smart of him to not actually do it to the quarterback. Walk away and then do it, so it's not taunting. Which, which, fuck? What was like a, the big one, the biggest Call of Duty we were playing when we were kids before we went to before we went to basic? I can't remember. I used to, I played it all the time. I was I was literally World ranked, of War. Yes, I was ranked fucking nationally running with these professional motherfucking groups right before I went to basic. Shout out to him. Don't even remember their name. Also, never rekindled the flame. So I got in with some elite motherfuckers. I got up there, up there. I remember I, when Zach got on your shit and fucked up your Fucked it all KDR. up. <laughs> I went to basic. My shit was like a 2.7. I was fucking stupid good because it's all I did. I had no life. <laughs> I go to basic training, come back from basic training, turn on my PlayStation. And when you're there, all you're thinking about is what you did right before. Like, there's nothing new that comes into your brain. Right. So you're just foaming at the math. Turn it on. I play. I had a good game. I went back. I was like, what the fuck? My KD's .67. <laughs> what the fuck has happened? My brother's like, oh, yeah, we use your PlayStation. We as in him and your two sisters. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, quick little peek at 17-year-old Tyler. Quick recaps. Quick I, recaps. Full transparency, 
We were Christmas shopping. I missed everything prior to the Bills. I Bucks watched game. every single game and it was awesome. I texted Dakota and I was like, dude, you have missed so much. He, I thought he was going to be back early. He texted me at 8 p.m. I was like, just got back. I said, you have no idea how much you have we, missed. We watched the Bills Bucks game when they were getting fucking blown out at Chili's and then overtime. Rest in peace. You missed a hell of a week. I did. So uh, let's start off by talking about what the Raiders fucking started off the Chiefs Raiders game with, which was corralling every Raiders player, taking them to the Arrowhead logo at the mid at midfield and stomping all over it and dancing around, <laughs> hyping everybody up right before the okay fucking check Roger Bud, and all the analysts were posting it were like, "You love to see this kind of energy." How'd you love when it was thirty five to zero, buddy? That has that ever worked for any team? Nope. Ever against any team, and then you get fucking forty-eight to nine <laughs> in a divisional game. Yikes! We didn't think we did end up saying that the Chiefs would cover, but we didn't. We thought it'd be barely. We fucking shit stomped them, curb stomped. I'm talking about on the curb and stomping the piss out of the back <laughs> of their fucking heads. I was concerned with my Hunter Renfro. Oh boy, early. he was the only <laughs> bright spot for that team. There was no bright spot early. I was I was just I was completely shocked by everything because I was only getting my game information through checking my fantasy team, and Hunter Renfro had and nothing. It, it looked like nothing. It was nothing at all. Dakota happened. did squeak into the motherfucking playoffs in oh, our yeah. personal league. Oh yeah, he did. Slightly biased finish with third because Dakota wanted to be a piece of fuck, <laughs> and uh, James Conner had a career day against us. So the slightly biased team drops to third. And Don't Skinny care. Fingers got Don't first care. by twenty points. He sure did. That motherfucker. And Jonathan Taylor was on a bye, motherfuckers. So. We are round. I, you know what? As Terry says at work, I'm right where I want to be. Yeah, we are he, right where we fucking want to be. When he's not, though, he now, lies. That being said, we do have a good matchup this week. But yeah, your boy Tyler finished third in the personal league as well. Shout out Shane because I'm lining up against that ass. Also, shout out Shane for taking Duke Johnson, which is somebody I put in a waiver for because he's about the only running back alive for <laughs> Miami. I woke up this morning. Checked real quick. Waiver. What the fuck? I didn't get him. God damn it. Shane got him. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Then I checked the roster a little bit later. He's in a starting lineup. He's projected 16. <laughs> I said, oh, would that be some shit if Duke Johnson <laughs> if, beats if me in the playoffs? You. Oh, that'd be good stuff. But yeah, shout out to Shane for being a piece of fuck. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs beat the absolute dog shit out of the Raiders. In, and they all did it for fucking LeJarrius Sneed. That's all everybody talked about. That's all anybody mentioned was this is all for Sneed, all for Sneed. You fucking love to see that. The need for Sneed. The need for Sneed. Not the need for Tweed, as they say in the <laughs> office. Need for Sneed. Chiefs are all the motherfucking way back, bitches. And you're going to see on Thursday night, because tomorrow night, or you're hearing this Thursday morning, so today, we actually got a good Thursday night game. And it's the Chiefs Chargers. It depends on which so Chargers show up. Well, the Chargers of the last three weeks, it should be good. Should be. Yes. We shall see. Browns-Ravens. Browns 24 Ravens 22. Wasn't that close. Lamar came out early. Huntley came in and actually did very decent. Uh, played pretty well. Browns are now dead because everyone on the team has COVID. <laughs> There's several teams like that. Everyone on the Rams has COVID. I, I think. Rams had to shut down their whole establishment. Yeah, they're in they're in the intensive protocols or whatever the I don't, intensive may not be the right word. No, the it's extreme not. fucking protocols. Yes. What we would call lockdown. Yes. Uh, what we call in the military. Uh, now I am forgetting which one was severe and which one was not severe. <laughs> Redcon, DEFCON, 
You get Defcon one, I believe, it's was bad. the most urgent. Yes, it's very bad. <laughs> uh, Browns won, big deal. I picked Browns. Uh, Huntley came in, like I said, Huntley came in and did very well. And the Browns didn't score a single point in the second half. Uh, the Jaguars didn't score a single point in the game. They did not. They got twenty to zeroed. They got skunked. But and Trevor Lawrence threw four picks. James Robinson did nothing. I mean, it, it, oh, that's because he had four carries. Yeah, right. My point. Four carries. Because Urban Meyer's the head coach does the fuck you. So wants. you don't establish the run. Look what happens. Your golden boy got got. He did several times. Let's see. Saints throttled the fucking Jets. Yeah, shocker. Alvin Kamara's first game back. I wrote it down. Alvin Kamara's first game back in four weeks. Uh, granted, it was against the Jets, but 120 rushing yards and a touchdown, along with four catches for 25 more receiving yards. Pretty fucking incredible. And also, RIP to Deontay Harris, who's now suspended for getting a DUI. So, Smart business decision to give Kamara more carries than Taysom Hill had passes. Yes. But Taysom Hill did, I believe, tear it up on the ground as well. Zach Wilson did throw 42 times and completed 19 of them, though. So that's good. Um, Jesus Christ. Taysom Hill had 11 carries for 73 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. The whistle It's pig. almost like establishing the fucking run matters. Yeah. The whistle pigs almost. Boy, they came almost back came back. Boy, they almost did. I checked out of checking into that game when the Cowboys started beating the piss out of them. And then here comes the whistle pigs. Well, Taylor Heineke sucked. They came up short. Taylor Heineke sucked. Kyle Allen came in and looked way better. That's fine. He's just playing the long game trying to get to Pittsburgh. Okay, I made that up. I I over-exaggerated. I just realized that he was 4 for 9 for 50 yards. I didn't watch. That was one of the games that I actually didn't watch. I just kept flipping. It was 20-something to 0, 20 to 0 or something. So I turned the fuck off. Uh, Heineke was 2 for 12 with like fucking 25 yards and a pick. Got hurt. Came out of the game. Walked over a pair of scissors that were on the fucking field. (laughs) Picked up a pair of scissors and gave it to the fucking staff like, that's why I love Red Zone. Red Zone is not afraid to bring to mention shit that no one talks about. Red Zone always talks about it. But, yeah, I turned it off immediately. And then I kept getting updates on the bottom. 20, 20, to, 20, to, 7, 20 to 8. And then 20 to 16. Then 27. To 6, and I was like, oh, shit. That's when I turned back to it. <sighs> fucking Allen. Goddamn fucking strip sacked. It was over. It was heartbreaking. We were rooting for the whistle pigs. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are saying this is impressive by the Cowboys because they won, and it wasn't because their offense, their defense is actually what saved them. Yeah, the defense got me twenty three points. Yeah, you could use that. I get it. So, uh, my foul. Look, I said early on, fade me with the Falcons. Tail me with the Falcons. I'm hot. Mm-hmm. We are four weeks in a row with the Falcons picks, and they tried everything they could to fuck that up against a ragtag fucking Panthers team. Well, they had to bench Cam again. <laughs> what? He had a twenty eight QBR. So when he doesn't have a job next year, how many years are we going to go when somebody has a bad game and think, fuck, Cam Newton's still out there without a team? Because he fucking stinks. He stinks. Also, so help me God, if one of you fucking clickbait and bullshit analysts come out here and make this about race, shut the fuck up. He's not good at football. Cam Newton stinks. TJ Watt broke him. He fucking stinks. He just stinks. Race has nothing to do with it. Stop bringing that shit up. Bullshit. He stinks. Dead, stinky, Ass turd. Seahawks, Texans. No idea what happened there. Beat Seahawks the piss out t- of them. Yeah, they did. Tyler Lockett was a freak. Yeah. Did you see a stat line? No. Oh, okay. I'll tell you about it. Five for 144 and a touchdown. Sheesh. Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, Metcalf got me six, though. 
Hey. Pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Hell yeah. <laughs> Four catches, 43 yards. Fuck yeah. Russell Wilson just cannot fucking figure it out. How to get the ball in one of the best receivers' hands. Whatever. Go Hawks. Boy, Geno Smith, he did not have a problem putting the ball in DK's hands. And they won a lot. That's fine, though. I say a lot. They have fucking oh, yeah. four wins. You get it. Broncos, Lions. Ew. No, ew. But I fucking love the bringing 10 guys out on the field, taking the delay game. That was sick. Lions declined the penalty. They left. The position. Thomas's open position open, took the penalty. Lions declined. What's crazier than that, their final drive, they went 88 yards. That's what wild. What are the odds of that? That's Weird wild. shit like that seems to happen more often than not, and it's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Other than that, no. I have nothing to say about that game, mainly because I didn't watch it, but the score would tell me that there's not a lot to talk about. It was a ground and pine game. Mm. Melvin Gordon, 24 carries, 111 yards, two scores. On our bench and slightly biased, we would have won. Just kidding. We wouldn't have. <laughs> and, I mean, the Lions stink. Get over it. We know that. Javante Williams. Javante Williams, 15 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. And then also, what the fuck? I thought he had a receiving touchdown, too. Oh, yeah, he did. One, one, uh, one catch, 10 yards. For a touchdown, too. Javante Williams is fucking He's freak. very good. Skinny I, Fingers knows that just as well as we do. <laughs> Chargers, Giants. I put in a waiver claim for Guyton and canceled it. Turns out I shouldn't have done that. In our personal league? I don't remember which one it was. Oh, you're talking about a couple weeks back. Yeah, because Walker has yeah. Guyton. He no, it, it wasn't in that league. Oh, oh, okay. I, think, I think it was in the work league. But I canceled it, and he had 87 yards and touchdown. He, he did. I won anyway, though, thanks to... Oh, Did you see the, the touchdown kicker. to him? No. Oh, my God, dude. It was fucking insane. Some would say so fucking money. So fucking money. It was. We did have that game on. Herbert <laughs> shuffles out of what looks like it's going to be a sack. He sprints out to the right sideline. Stops. Gathers himself. Granted, this is like a 60-yard throw. Mm. Stops. Gathers. Boom. Fucking bazooka down the goddamn field. And, I mean... It was like in stride, but he was already in the end zone caught. M- most perfect fucking D. De- I don't understand it. It was so fucking perfect. It was huge. It was a huge throw in stride, but he had already stopped because he's in the middle of the end zone. Right in his fucking bread basket. Could not fuck it up. I mean, mm. it was fucking gorgeous. These Chargers, if that Chargers right there plays these Chiefs on Thursday, it's going to be sick. Hopefully, Keenan Allen plays. I need him to play. He is. We're in the fucking playoffs. He's playing. I have to have him. He's got no injury designation, no COVID designation. He's projected points. He's good. We had uh, overtime again. Bungles, Niners. That game was sick. Uh, Bengals were down by two scores. Niners stall out on their last couple of drives. Uh, Deep pass to Jamar Chase. And it wasn't deep. It was like a 20-something yarder, I think. But it was like over to the right hash along the perfectly along the right sideline. Burrow put it right over the goddamn corner's hands. I mean, fucking right over, right into Jamar Chase. Boop. Who also had a touchdown right after that. Yeah, he's on my Sprinting bench. Sprinting along the back of the end zone. Corner just falls down. Boom. Right fucking to him. Now we're going to overtime. And, I mean, whatever. Bengals had to punt. Niners marched down, get a field goal. And think. George Kittle was a freak. 13 catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Jesus. He had 29 in fantasy in the week before that. 35. I play him this week. Talk about the weirdest game of the week. I'm starting Gaseki too. That's a mistake. Let's talk about the weirdest game of the week. Packers Bears. So many fucking weird things happen in this game. So many. 
Grant there were, Grant tried to win them that game so hard. There was a 93-yard punt return. The first punt return touchdown of the year. And he di- it wasn't that crazy. He went up the middle, cut to the outside, all the way up the fucking side. That is a typical PlayStation punt return. Right a there. fucking hell of a block initially set it up. But, I mean, like, the whole fucking team's right there. And he just beat them to the sideline. Yes. And up the sideline. And, and at no point even got questionably close to being out of bounds. Yes. Very impressive. It was sick. And then he also had a stupid long fucking reception where he just out sprinted everyone up the fucking left sideline. Mm-hmm. I thought, and then Aaron Rodgers had to remind you, motherfuckers, why would you fucking drop down and do a double check right in front of my face because you sacked me once in the first that quarter? Never goes well. It's always bad. He still owns you. Like Bears went up, was they started up 10, 10 nothing. And I texted Dakota, uh-oh, as soon as I sent the text, they scored. The Green Bay Packers scored. <laughs> as soon as they did anything, the fucking, it's like 45 seconds later, they went 75 yards and scored. Yes. Every time they got any momentum, Aaron Rodgers was like, all right, you guys ready to fucking shut the shut them the fuck up? All right. Touchdown. Also, a little reminder, Aaron Jones is elite. Stop splitting Are they carries. trading him? I don't know. Is that why you think they're doing this? No. It's just like if you Starting have, to give him heavy carries if, towards the playoffs and then well, showcase if, him. If you have somebody as good as A.J. Dillon behind him, like... I don't think he's got to hold a candle to, to. Oh, I think it's I think it's very close. But like you have somebody that good that you could trade and have somebody fill in for him. Like you could get, I feel like you could get quite a bit for Aaron Jones. I don't know if people people don't Maybe. value the running back as much, but not for fifty something million. No, I don't know. It just seems it seems as the Cowboys overkill to have that much talent at the running back position and not be able to get something uh, fill a position of need from it. I've read that nowhere. It's just, just a thought. Aaron Rodgers had 341 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Some would say he owns the Bears. Everyone would say he owns the Bears. <laughs> he would say that. He has said that. Yes. He then went on in a recording on uh-huh. this one and was like, I do not apologize. I don't regret anything I said. No. And I think you could find statistics to back that up 100%. And he's right. And he is right because it's it's Aaron Rodgers. Shut the fuck up. And then we have a head scratcher on Monday night. Rams 30 Cardinals 23. No, no. And it was not even 30 to 23. It was a fucking sympathy field goal at the end that made it look like it was close. Now, I did I did need Prater to go off in that Shut game. Shut up. You in did, the work bitch, league. and it worked. And I said, I needed, ours. I needed, it worked in that league, too. I forgot that I had him. I Correct. knew I had James Conner. But in the work league, I needed eight points from Matt Prater. And I said, at work, he's going to probably start this motherfucker off with a 50-yard field goal, and then I'm going to sweat out the three points. Nope. He immediately hit another 50-yard field goal and Correct. game over. But that game was fucking, like, now the Rams can fucking play. And they didn't have Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. They didn't have uh, a depleted Rams team. Just fucking Matthew Stafford looked good as fucking gold. No Daryl Henderson. No Jalen Ramsey. Also, two other starting defensor, defensive 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 players defensers. out. And Matt Stafford comes out there and looks like Matt Stafford. Week three, Matt Stafford, not Look, Matt Goff. Yes, Matt Goff's gone. <laughs> I'd never heard the Matt Goff thing. That's funny. The Rams are back. I don't buy it. The Rams are back. I don't buy it. Uh, oh, also. Uh, those few geniuses out there that wanted to say, look how good the Browns are doing now that Odell left. Are you same geniuses out there saying, look at Odell's numbers now that he came to the Rams? Because he looks pretty fucking good. He does look good. My my issue was never that he was not going to be good. It was that he's not going to be what he was with the Giants. Well, I guess just with the Giants. because I mean, he's he was fucking 23. I'm not saying he's not, his age doesn't allow him to continue to be that. I just have not seen him be anywhere close to the Giants, Odell, since then. Is Baker or Matt Stafford better? Of Definitely course. Matt Stafford. Baker sucks. Absolutely. So I, can we maybe pin a little bit of fucking blame here on a quarterback you, that's pretty ass? You absolutely can. 
My issue was that because we haven't seen it for so long, does he still have it? My issue was only because the media wouldn't say that. That's no fair. one would come out and say that about Baker Mayfield. It was well, all about Odell. It's all Odell's fault. He's a cancer. Right. I think a lot, like, Baker Mayfield got his fair share of shit. None of it was connected. No. Well, like, Odell got shit. Baker got shit. Very little of it was connecting the dots. That's fair. That was my only issue. You, you know me. My only issue is when the media comes out and tries to talk shit about somebody without giving context. Without context, you can make anything look true. Add, add context and then be able to also pin humility on somebody that maybe it looks like the quarterback played a large a large uh, percentage of Odell's well, they definitely shaped stats the and output and shit. Like, yeah, absolutely they did. It's fucking bullshit. I'm not going to ride with it. Now you're going to see. Cooper Cup, Odell is a problem. Cooper Cup is a freak. That, that makes said, sense. I'm Tyler. I got nothing else to say. Goodbye. We'll see you next time. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.